RadioInfluence.com. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, TJ Reeves. And here we go with another edition of our boxing podcast, Big Fight Weekend. And in this case, we're going international. We're going across the pond. We're going for the World Cruiserweight Championship, the undisputed Cruiserweight Championship of the world as unbeaten Alexander Usyk of Ukraine puts all four belts on the line. He is only the fourth all-time unified champion with all four belts at the same time. And the unbeaten Ukrainian will defend his title against England's Tony Bellew. And we're ready to preview it here as part of Big Fight Weekend. I am your humble host, and I'm looking forward to some big-time guests to come on here and help me dissect this, including straight ahead on Big Fight Weekend, a guy that is on the call for the U.S broadcast outlet for this fight to zone brian campbell will be here he and dave bontempo will be on the play-by-play call on saturday as this one gets underway in the afternoon early evening u.s time manchester england is the site for the englishman bellew as he gets this in his backyard despite being the challenger we're going to talk some about how Usyk, the champion unbeaten at 14 and 0 has been willing to fight all over the globe all over europe and even in the united states and go where the fight is go where the money is so we're going to discuss that coming up in terms of bellew he is a guy that has fought previously as a cruiserweight as a heavyweight he also fought adonna stevenson as a light heavyweight and was actually stopped in the sixth round back in 2013 he's been on a knockout streak as a of late he at one point had one portion of this cruiserweight uh, championship before being stripped he most recently has fought englishman david hay a couple of times including earlier this year and scored a spectacular knockout did bell you of hay so that puts him in line now to fight Usyk in what's going to be a, a, a rowdy scene in that manchester arena on saturday evening so again brian campbell will be with us we will also get some insight i love to go back to this guy we've had him on before on big fight weekend David Payne, the boxing writer from over in the UK. Love his insight and analysis. He will help us set the scene. I want to ask him about just how big a deal is this? I mean, last time we had him on talking about a a Brit in a big-time fight, it was obviously megastar Anthony Joshua, the heavyweight champion, defending his title at Wembley Stadium. This is not on the same level. Tony Bellew is a contender. He's popular, yes, but I'm curious how much of England is embracing this. Again, David Payne will be here. We'll tell you uh, a little bit more and give you some insight as to what might happen here in this fight. So, again, World Cruiserweight Championship. And these guys throw big punches, a lot of knockouts for both of them, uh, 20 of them on the uh, record of Bellew. And, again, 10 in 14 fights for the guy that won the gold medal in London, Alexander Usyk, uh, in the heavyweight division back in 2012, turned professional, now actually being trained uh, by Vesaly Lomachenko father, Lomachenko, another popular, prominent Ukrainian Olympic champion and world professional champion now. 
So they have a little mini stable of big-time Ukrainian fighters and champions. Usyk is part of that. And again, we're anxious to see if he can defend the title. He won what was called the Super Series uh, bracket for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Brian Campbell will be explaining more of that coming up, who's on the call there from DAZN. And we'll get David Payne's thoughts about how Usyk managed to get through uh, that bracket, become the champ, and now look forward to defending the titles. And could Usyk move up? into the heavyweight division. Again, the cruiserweight weight fluctuates at anybody over 175 pounds, and generally speaking, the, the weight limit somewhere around 200, 205 pounds, depending on the boxing organization. Uh, just looking at Usyk and, and his age, et cetera, he could easily fight, uh, what do I know, at 210, 215 uh, in terms of pounds. Now, if he gets in there with a Joshua who's 240, 245, you're giving up a lot of weight. Uh, but the cruiserweight has a, a wide range there in between light heavyweight and heavyweight, so uh, we're anxious to see what this fight looks like here as they tee it up on Saturday afternoon. Again, it is Big Fight Weekend, and whether you found us through Radio Influence, subscribe to the show via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, under Big Fight Weekend, whenever there's a big-time battle. I know we've got that Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury World Heavyweight Championship fight that is coming up on the first Saturday in December, December 1st. We'll definitely have a Big Fight Weekend on that one. We may have one more Big Fight Weekend coming between now and then but if you subscribe you automatically get this show to your device to your ipad to your phone as soon as there is a new one so make sure that you go find us inside of itunes stitcher google play tune in and those podcasting services or again radioinfluence.com will have it as well again much to discuss world cruiserweight championship two big time punchers should be an exciting fight may even be a quick fight between Usyk and bellew let's discuss it as we roll on on here on Big Fight Weekend. Yeah, he is leading us off, and who better to help us break down this Usyk Bellew World Cruiserweight title fight on Big Fight Weekend and a guy that's going to be on the call with Dave Bontempo as part of DAZN's coverage online and through their app of this World Cruiserweight Championship fight coming Saturday afternoon. Say hello to Brian Campbell with us on Big Fight Weekend, who does a great job with CBSSports.com, writing and also with the boxing podcast on CBSSports.com, and he will be on the call, as I mentioned, for this fight. Brian, great to have you as we get ready for some big guys duking it out in Manchester for the World Cruiserweight Championship. Good to have you, sir. Oh, thanks for having me, man. Fired up to talk about this fight uh, as expected here. I mean, it's not often in the boxing game you get a four-belt championship (laughs) defense, you know. Fourth time in boxing history. Fun to be a part of it. Yes, and he is the first Usyk undisputed cruiserweight champ. And they they really, I I touched on this briefly just before you came on. They laid this out with a super series, a bracket, kind of like the NCAA basketball tournament or the NFL playoffs with the champs to eventually fight each other. And Usyk won all the way through the bracket and won all the belts. So the first question to you, he's undefeated. He isn't a, a known commodity per se in the United States. He's fought a couple of times in the United States. Tell us, tell me, tell the Big Fight Weekend audience more about Alexander Usyk, the Ukrainian champion. Yeah, he had really a star-making turn in that World Boxing Super Series tournament that you just mentioned, mowing through undefeated champions. That should have been his moment, his opportunity in the U.S. market to be known, to become a star. Unfortunately, there was no U.S. television for that specific tournament. Now, of course, the WBSS is carried exclusively in the, in the States on the zone. But what you have with Alexander Usyk, a guy who came up in that famed Ukrainian amateur system, side-by-side with boxing's pound-for-pound king, 
Vasily Lomachenko. In fact, he trained under Lomachenko's father, Anatoly. And if you're a fan of Lomachenko, you know that this is a special boxer that's like an artist. He just does things differently, different kinds of footwork, different kinds of angles and motions, really, that maybe we've never seen in boxing. If there's a crude way of describing Usyk, he's essentially the cruiserweight and eventually the heavyweight version of that. A southpaw with good size at six foot three, but very lean, always ripped and in shape, but a guy that just knows the angles, knows footwork, and carries certain skill sets into the higher weight classes that really you just don't see, whether it be hand speed, whether it be an understanding of distance, just pure technical ability from this guy. Like Lomachenko, again, same comparison. Here's a guy who came in, really made a big splash before he even had 10 pro fights, was willing to go after titles, and that run he had through the World Boxing Super Series verge if he can get a victory on Saturday of legitimately becoming boxing's fighter of the year for this calendar year. Well, and for Usyk, one thing I credit him with, what do I know? But I I always credit guys if they're willing to go other places. Uh, He had fought primarily in Ukraine early in his career, but he went and fought uh, Krzysztof Glowacki uh, in Poland and won the cruiserweight belt going to Poland and win it. Then they said his management people come to the United States and fight. He fought a couple of times, including a, a fighting a, a, an American fighter, Michael Hunter, in Maryland. He then went to Germany in this Super Series and fought Marco Huck and knocked him out in Germany with a 10th round TKO. Now he's willing, as we bring it back to this fight, to fight uh, Bellew in England, which is his home country. I, I give much more bonus credit here to Usyk that he's willing to go where the danger is, go where the fight is, and fight a guy in his backyard. Brian, what say you? Oh, no question about it. There's a certain look. It, you'll you'll come to see Usyk for the flashiness, for those those movements I talked about that make him unique. But there's a real mental toughness underneath to this guy has not been phased by anything in his career, whether it's going after titles, like I said, before even his 10th pro fight, or going into other people's backyards. For as much on paper as this Bellew fight should be a test of a lot of his intangibles, he's in a lot of ways already passed that big test, and it was in that WBSS quarterfinal win over Myrus Bradis, the unbeaten cruiserweight champion. That was a 12-round majority decision, almost a mini-war, a lot of ebbs and flows, First fight we really got to see, does Usyk have the chin? Does he have the backbone? Does he have the ability to make adjustments? And being a road warrior like this at such an early part of his career, you're show, it's showing you that this guy is destined for a long-term stardom. This guy has that sort of it factor when, you, when you're looking to see if a bright prospect is, you know, it can be a contender or a pretender. This guy's for real, and the beauty of this tournament is, you know, there's no soft matches. So when he went through that run to get through that, it was one big name after another. You identified a few of those. This guy has proven in a short time that he is ready for prime time. Like I said, maybe a little bit of a shame that his biggest moments, although he did fight in HBO once in the States, his biggest moments did not appear in the U.S., but he's ready now to make a splash because he's got a very vibrant personality. Learning the English language right now, still doing mostly interviews in Russian, but if anyone that follows him on social media sees, this guy is a fun dude, <laughs> a lot like Lomachenko, has a good time out there, 
doesn't seem like he's the kind that can get rattled, but certainly if anyone's going to rattle your cage, it's going to be the mind, the master of the mind games, Tony Bellew, which is a lot of why this fight on Saturday is so compelling. That is the voice of Brian Campbell, who is with us from DAZN and their boxing broadcast, as well as Brian uh, is on CBSSports.com writing and with his podcast. But DAZN has the broadcast in the United States through their service, through their app and online of this World Cruiserweight Championship fight. Brian is going to be on the call with Dave Bontempo of this uh, matchup, and we'll let him uh, plug some more as we go along here about where you can find it and that kind of stuff and being part of the actual call of the fight that you'll be seeing and hearing from Manchester, England, Saturday afternoon World Cruiserweight Championship fight. You mentioned Tony Bellew. Uh, give him a lot of credit here. I know a, a lot of uh, boxing fans will know his name. They know that he fought Adonis Stevenson and lost for the light heavyweight uh, championship uh, years ago. Uh, but then since that time, moving up to cruiserweight, the guy has shown a big-time punch still. In fact, his last four fights have all ended by knockout, including back-to-back knockouts of Britain's David Hay. He also beat American B.J. Flores. Uh, tell me more about Bellew and what we have to expect. Again, it's in his backyard, so even though he's the challenger, there's a lot to, to dig into here with Bellew. Tell me more, Brian. Yeah, Bellew's story is really fun and really interesting. Here's a guy, you mentioned the loss to Adonis Stevenson contending for that light heavyweight world championship. You know, when he got stopped, it was sort of a point where if you're an American boxing fan, you looked at him as another British contender, the key word being contender. We've seen a lot of big-name British fighters come over to North America, a lot of hype behind them. They challenge for a world title. Maybe they'll lose. You don't necessarily hear from them again. The way that he's been able to build, rebuild his career and reinvent himself both at cruiserweight and heavyweight, like you mentioned, has really been remarkable, and so much of it is due to his incredible mental toughness. He's an incredibly emotional man, some of the best interviews in all of boxing, and he'll always talk about, he'll break down in tears and be like, my life isn't worth a, a, a pile of bits unless I'm punching somebody in the face. And as crude as that sounds, <laughs> here's a guy who lives to fight. And this run that he's been on, which has really been interesting, I mean, the two knockout finishes of David Hay in his last two bouts, Say what you will about David Hay maybe being in the end of his career. This was, these were two fights Bellew shouldn't have won, just like arguably that run through Cruiserweight to win a world title. We didn't really expect that out of him. He wasn't a huge puncher, per se, at light heavyweight. But to be able to reinvent himself as a guy who stands in there, lives for that left hook, tries to time you with it, but again, most importantly, not going to go anywhere because he's so mentally tough and he works so hard ahead of the game to get in your head and wear you down and make you doubt him and make you wonder if he's really as crazy as he sounds. So those two wins over David Hay, I think a lot of those were won before the bout. A lot of those were won due to this mental battle. This guy is so fun to watch because it's rare that you see somebody kind of find themselves in a new way. He's making the most money he's ever made in his career. He's a consistent main eventer. These are things, like I said, five years ago, you wouldn't have seen this turn coming, but it's come through hard work. And now, for as much as the skills gap on paper against Usyk is wide, and Bill, you will tell you that himself, you cannot count out the fact that his aim is to break you. His aim is to challenge your will more than your skill, and that's certainly in play in Saturday's matchup against Usyk. 
Love the insight here. Brian Campbell again doing a great job. He'll be on the call of the Usyk Bellu World Cruiserweight title fight Saturday afternoon U.S. time, Saturday early evening U.S. time as they fight in Manchester, England. Usyk, the former gold medalist in the London 2012 game. So ironically, he does have success in the U.K. having won in England the gold medal uh, and now is the World Cruiserweight champion. Uh, Bellu, uh, again, a uh, big left hand. That's That's been his best weapon. Both of these guys, big left hand. Uh, from a strategic standpoint, when you have two fighters who are both trying to land the straight left or the left hook, but in particular the straight left, what does that mean in terms of strategy for both here, Brian? Well, yeah, I mean, what's going to be really interesting is Usyk is a southpaw. So it's going to be a lot of times that will take away the jab of Bellew. So it's really going to be a lot going to fall into that left hook. Bellew is going to have to work on timing. He's going to have to maybe give up some rounds because Usyk is such a rapid puncher. He uses that piston-like jab. But he's smart in how he uses it. He'll use it as a range finder and maybe paw with it to set you up for a really hard left over the top when, it, when he's ready for it. So this is a cat and mouse game that I think Bellew is going to have to look at the long game. Maybe not thinking, I'm going to go out there and win a decision. Maybe thinking, this is going to be about timing. This is going to be about welcoming Usyk in against a guy who maybe we wouldn't have predicted it, but Bellew has established himself as a puncher at this weight class, also at heavyweight. He's the bigger man moving back down in weight, and I think you're going to see an interesting idea of the basic thing that we like about boxing matchups, the styles, boxer versus puncher. And when it comes down to that, you're not going to outbox Usyk, but can you hurt him? Can you force him to have to dig deep in his playbook and make adjustments and find new ways? Bellew is going to be there all night. And, you know, I mentioned that skills gap. When Usyk came through that semifinal bout in the Cruiserweight tournament against Myrus Bredis, in which, look, he took damage. He had to take damage to win that. We wondered, okay, is this guy as great as we thought after this great victory? But when he went out there in the finals against unbeaten Murat Gassiev of Russia, and essentially pitched a shutout and looked flawless in doing so, that's only going to raise the challenge for what Bellew is going against. This is a guy who can really disarm you and, and, and make you irrelevant over a 12-round fight because of how quick, how ingenious his mind works. Bellew is going to have to come at it with a different mindset, that mindset that I'm going to entrap you into a war. And I think the only way Bellew is going to do that is going to be timing him with one big shot. Looking forward to the World Cruiserweight Championship fight. I know Brian's an American, I'm an American, we're, we're Americans, but these, these are not American fighters, but still, we love great fights. And this one has the makings, uh, you know, a cruiserweight in between light heavyweight and heavyweight, big bombs that could be flying in this one, especially early. Let, let's see if it will. What about for you to be on the call on this one as part of DAZN? I mentioned Dave Bontempo, who's been around for a long time, great boxing writer and broadcaster. You and he are on the call. Give us some insight. I know you've done some boxing on television before. Tell us a little bit about your background and how pumped are you to be part of DAZN's coverage here of this World Cruiserweight title fight coming Saturday night. Oh, so fired up. Look, the dream of any boxing fan, boxing journalist is to be a part of the action, if you will, and, and the closest you can get to that, of course, is being on the call, contributing to the broadcast, providing a soundtrack for the fight. I'm incredibly fired up for this fight for all the reasons we just laid out, but to be a part of it is huge. I've, I've done some really fun work, you know, I worked at ESPN for 11 years, been lucky to be sideline reporter on their boxing coverage, ESPN's Friday Night Fights, uh, analyst on Showtime, SportsCenter, excuse me, a lot of really good stuff on there, uh, contributed to Showtime in recent years as well, but 
to be on the call is another level altogether. This would be my third fight with the zone. Really enjoy working with them. And this fight, the contrast in styles, the personalities. I mean, Tony Bellew coming out and saying, look, I need to be in a war for me to get the best out of me. I got to make this fight a war so I can take <laughs> his soul. This guy's talking about taking souls. That's got to fire you up when you got ammo to work with on the broadcast, which is some great one-liners from a fun fighter. But, yeah, Dave Montempo is a veteran, very looking forward to work by his side. To, to you know, look, the zone just recently launched and, and already in a short time has proven that this is a, a loaded schedule. Every week there's something fun to watch, if not multiple cards. And I think this one, of, of all the ones I've worked on so far, will we'll get the most eyeballs because of how big this fight is. Uh, first fight for Usyk under his matchroom deal. He's promoted as well by K2 Promotions. This is a co-promotion deal. And this is not just an opportunity to make history and defend his four belts against a, a big-time personality and dangerous guy in Tony Bellew. This is an opportunity to announce himself as ready for that next division, which is heavyweight. Usyk has been very vocal in saying, I'm not only coming for that, I'm coming for Anthony Joshua, the, undis- the unified, mm. unbeaten champion. So if you're looking at something to uh, say, hey, what could be next with an Usyk win, talk about banging the drum for a future fight with Joshua, both under the same promotional flag for the moment, both with the zone. Some good times right now, as we know, with uh, Fury Wilder on the horizon. Some fun stuff coming to that heavyweight division. Saturday's cruiserweight title fight could be a nice appetizer precursor for what we might see. I always do this with announcers. I'm not going to have you make a prediction because you have to call the fight. But in terms of who's going to win, is it fair to say here on Big Fight Weekend, they better be ready at the opening bell because this thing could be over with quickly? Or do you anticipate it might take a little while to warm up? We've seen that in some of Usyk's fights, and we might settle in for a few rounds before the big fireworks come. Foretell for us, should we be ready for maybe mayhem in the opening round or two, Brian? Well, you're always going to be ready for mayhem when you have a fighter like Tony Bellew, who's going to just come out there with heart and will. But in this case, I like this fight to go deep, and there's a lot of reasons why. If there's one knock on Usyk being, look, I mean, I got him at number five pound for pound in the world through 15 pro fights. This guy's legit. This is the real deal. Like I said, if he wins on Saturday, probably your boxer of the year in 2018, but does not have fight-changing one-punch power. Can get you out of there through uh, accumulation, through, through, through the long term. But I think with Bellew, I mentioned it, he's going to have to punt some rounds to figure out his timing, his angle against a quicker, longer opponent, a guy who really knows his way around the ring. There's going to be points where is going to have to let go, have to try to make this into a war. How he does that strategically is a big part of the drama heading into the spout. You never know with him. He can come right out there and go for fireworks, but I look for a fun somewhat long chess game and as we get into that deep end of the pool the later rounds of championship rounds we find out can Usyk go the distance here and, and, and cruise by establishing distance and just being craftier or can Bellew slowly wear him down maybe take some take a little few miles per hour off of that fastball and lure him <laughs> into a close phone booth fight the kind that Tony Bellew enjoys he's a high volume guy It'll be interesting to see if he tries to match Usyk's volume and this turns into something fun. We say this all the time because I do a lot of broadcasting, a lot of different sports. There is no five-touchdown pass in football. There's no (laughs) 11-run home run in baseball. But there is such a thing in boxing known as one punch that can turn a fight, can knock a guy out or turn a fight completely around. And these are big dudes in the Cruiserweight Championship 
uh, with the Ukrainian Usyk, who's the world champ, the unified world champ. And Tony Bell, you can punch, too. Again, he's got knockouts in each of his last four fights, including the back-to-back wins over David Hay. I look forward to seeing what happens on Big Fight Weekend. I look forward to Brian Campbell being on the call with Dave Bontempo. Hey, this was a blast. Promise me that we get to do this again some at some point, maybe in the aftermath of this fight or down the road talking some other fights on Big Fight Weekend. Brian Campbell, I am grateful that you were able to come on and give us some great insight and knowledge uh, leading up to this fight coming up. Usyk and Bellew. We appreciate it, sir, on Big Fight Weekend. Oh, my pleasure. Enjoy the fight on Saturday. 1 p.m. Eastern is the start of the undercard on the zone exclusively in the U.S. And hey, throw me a follow there on Twitter at BCampbellCBS to talk boxing moving forward. I'll be back, as Arnold would say. Believe that. Big Fight Weekend brought to you in part by Touch Vodka. Drink, eat, live, local Touch Vodka. We're back on Big Fight Weekend. Now, here's your host, T.J. Reeves. We are back in, and I love this guy's insight. See, the thing is, on Big Fight Weekend, when you do a good job, I want to come back to you. So I don't know if David Payne really enjoyed being on last time. He seemed to. But the thing is, he did so well, I have to go back to him, especially when we have a fight, a cruiserweight world championship fight that is going on in Manchester, England, right where David Payne is based in England and he joins me once again on Big Fight Weekend. Good to have you. All all kidding aside, I enjoy your inside. I enjoy your website, uh, boxingwriter.co.uk. So thanks for coming back on with me as we get ready for Usyk and Bellew to fight for the World Cruiserweight Championship, David. Hey, it's a pleasure to be on, TJ. All joking aside, I do enjoy contributing, so thanks for the invitation. Yeah, so uh, as we as we have talked before, you have come on. Interesting fight in that Usyk is the unbeaten, unified, multi belt champion. Bellu is a guy that has held a portion of the title before. I guess the first question to you: uh, How intrigued are you by this matchup, by this world title fight coming Sunday night, or uh, Saturday night? Excuse me, uh, in England. How intrigued are you, David? Oh, it's a fascinating fight. It's a fascinating fight and on so many different levels, TJ. Um, bringing together, as it does, um, the only two guys left standing, really, at the weight. Uh, as you mentioned, Usyk has unified all the belts. Bellew had departed the division, taken a couple of fights at heavyweight for big money with David Hay, um, and had, to all intents and purposes, retired. And then we had the uh, post-fight post-fight shout out as is the tradition these days of you know and one was wondering at the time where does Usyk go next presumably to heavyweight um and he called out Tony Bellew's name and as Tony has said in various interviews this week he was on honeymoon at the time retired and very much eating like he was retired Um, (laughs) and uh uh but the opportunity of fighting for all those belts against this guy is one that you it was a one-off chance and, and so he's taken the challenge where others may have feared to tread and Usyk um, has kind of taken over the cruiserweight house and he's just got this back bedroom left that he just needs to clear out of whoever was staying in there before and that's I think the kind of little pokey little room that Tony Bellew is in I don't think anyone would claim that uh, he needs to beat Bellew to prove himself to be the absolute champion at cruiserweight I think everyone around the world can accept him as that um, but it is good that we're just getting that last little piece cleaned up on the assumption that Usyk wins, which 
as with all Tony Bellew fights, he has a way of bringing doubt where there shouldn't be any um, and, and making a case that he can win a fight that on paper and by record, one would think that he's going to struggle to. I love the house metaphor. You don't know this about me, but I have several rooms in my house that need to be cleaned out. So maybe I need Usyk to come do that for me, <laughs> metaphorically, uh, down the road. Uh, you know, I wonder here, I mean, Usyk is obviously the unbeaten champion uh, that's that's in this. What do you see when you watch him? He, he came through that Super Series against quality competition and won all of the fights. What do you see out of Usyk, the champion, first of all? I think we see a very special fighter. I don't think we see an invincible fighter. Um, I think we see a fighter that is willing to engage. He's got tremendous skill, tremendous speed. He's got good technique. He's unorthodox in some ways, but he does a lot of, of a lot of uh, traditional things very well too. Um, and he's got a great engine, uh, terrific engine, um, delivers lots of punches, um, puts uh, complicated combinations together, starts to head and body, up and down. He'll cause any fighter, um, cruiserweights and up into the heavyweight division, a great deal of problems. Um, and he's got good power too. He will hurt you. Um, although, as he's as he's mixed into the upper echelons of this division, um, it's more of a cumulative power rather than a single punch type a destructive power. Um, so he's going to cause all sorts of problems to everyone, and he will cause Tony Bellew all sorts of problems. Um, as I mentioned, his combination punching, his stamina, his, the volume of his output, his movement. He has got almost everything, but he does give you a chance because he will have a fight, as uh, Maris Bradis showed. Um, you can hit him. He's not, he's not um, entirely elusive in the way that perhaps Lomachenko has been, uh, his Ukrainian counterpart. Um, so, so there is a glimmer of hope for Tony. That, that there, is, there is a window of opportunity, but it's very, very small. Well, in Usyk's case, we haven't mentioned this up until now, Lomachenko's father is actually now his trainer uh, as part of that whole Ukrainian boxing program. And we made mention that Usyk won, or Usyk, excuse me, won the uh, gold medal at the London Olympics as well. So you've got that whole connection. Um, I-, I wonder on this point, uh, you mentioned Bellew, and there are a lot of popular fighters. We had you on before the Anthony Joshua World Heavyweight title fight. How is this fight registering as we head towards the weekend? Is this in the consciousness of the British sports fans, the UK, the English sports fan? Is this a big deal that Usyk is coming to defend the title against Bellew here? What are they saying? What do we know? Um, it is it is a big deal, TJ, um, but there's a big deal and then there's the Anthony Joshua level. And this is not on that kind of level. It's reflected in the fact this is taking um, place in a in a 20,000 arena in Manchester, not a football stadium. Um, but it's big news on sports channels and there is enough engagement, thanks to people like Anthony Joshua and to some extent Tony Bellew in boxing, that this will be a big event and there are enough people that know about Usyk to know that he is a fearsome prospect for Bellew to be fighting. Uh, but it doesn't quite have the crossover appeal of, of an Anthony Joshua fight. But... What Tony Bellew has been absolutely amazing at doing over this last five years or so is converting himself from someone who was um, a, a British light heavyweight that had failed at world title level, that didn't have a massive following, wasn't a, a, a glamorous um, person within the fight game within the UK. And he's converting himself into a pay-per-view star of sorts. 
Um, he's a pundit on Sky Sports. He's a voice and face that most people would recognise. He really has been fantastic at um, self-publicity and maximising the opportunities that have been presented to him and also creating opportunities like the David Hay fight. Um, that was a fight that no one could have seen or forecast occurring or um, so actually even happening. They seemed worlds apart in division and in um, um, trajectory and standing in the world. And yet it was made to happen by Tony Bellew's ability to self-promote. Um, and then he went and won as well. And, he will make the argument that there are echoes here. People have written him off before, said it was impossible, and he's done the impossible. And he's what he's dreaming of on Saturdays, doing the impossible that one more time. All right, we'll get into maybe how it might happen for Bellew uh, when Usyk is heavily favored here in this World Cruiserweight title fight in a moment or two. You're hearing the voice from the UK of David Payne, boxing writer. Uh, boxingwriter.co.uk is his website. David also writes for gambling.com. They're big on the bookmaking over in the UK. We're getting bigger on it in the United States, too, with the recent elections, etc., that were going on this week. So, in any event, he's going to be writing on gambling.com as well about this fight, this Usyk Bellew uh, World Cruiserweight Championship fight. How much credit do you give to Usyk that he has been willing to fight some of the uh, the top fighters in their backyard over and over and over again? Uh, Usyk fighting Marco Huck in Germany. Uh, didn't have any problem coming to the United States. Fought an American Michael Hunter in Maryland. Fought uh, Glowacki, the, the, uh, the Pole, back in September of 2016 in Poland. Now comes to England. I mean, there there are some fighters. You mentioned Anthony Joshua, and there's criticism of Joshua that he won't travel outside of England and come fight in the United States. Not the case with Usyk. He's been willing to do that. He's willing to do it here. How much do you credit him for it, David? I think you got to give. I think we should all give him enormous credit. Um, the World Boxing Super Series has has presented financial rewards to do it and has facilitated it. And without it, maybe some of these fights wouldn't have happened so easily. So we we have to give huge credit to that format for creating the opportunity for Usyk to be the star that he is and not uh, and overcoming the obstacles of the financial reward that's required to make these top matches. Um, the cruiserweight division is a fantastic division and has been for decades, um, uh, providing as it does the, the, that kind of more athletic level for the bigger guys. So we're not into the big warship size guys these guys can still move around a ring and still got good can still can, can still deliver good tempo they're, they're kind of like the 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 heavyweights really of uh, the 50s and 60s and 70s in size and dimension you know that kind of six foot six foot two 200 pounds that's where a lot of the guys that we look back on with such affection were were pitching up at as heavyweights so they're a kind of a window back in time almost um but what has happened with them, because they don't, they've never had the the riches as we've, you know, initiated the cruiserweight division, as they've not had the riches of the heavyweight prizes. Sometimes they've gone under the radar um, and not caught the the public eye. And there's been some tremendous fights in this division over the years. But what's great about this it, this format is that we've we've seen those fights and we've seen the best against the best, and it's it's um, it's brought Usyk to the top. And you have to give him tremendous credit for being willing to travel in two years to five or six different places to fight the, the other guy in his hometown or his home country. Um, without that appetite for challenge, none of this may have happened. Uh, and it certainly bodes well for um, any campaign he may have at heavyweight, that that, that willingness to travel um, 
certainly removes one large obstacle that seems to be coming between Wilder and Joshua. Very true. Um, all right, so let's dig in a little bit strategically here. If if I say to you, if Bellew is going to win in this fight, how does he win it? Maybe it's one thing, maybe it's a couple of things that enable him to win. How does he win it? Okay, uh, I think the, the the main word is timing. It's timing is is absolutely everything in this fight for Tony Bellew. He's not faster than Usyk, although sometimes his hand speed is underappreciated, but he's not as fast as Usyk. I don't think he can com- put combinations together as quickly. Uh, he's got good technical footwork, Tony Bellew, again, underrated sometimes, but he doesn't have the footwork or the elusiveness of of Usyk, um, certainly as we've seen thus far. Usyk also has the advantage of age and uh, and youth and lack of uh, and, and less miles on the clock, as we say over here. Um, so I think it comes down to timing. Um, there's a couple of things in Usyk. He, he rolls in and out sometimes, ducks under, and I would imagine that Tony Bellew has looked at that um, fight with Breedis and has seen that there may be a very small window to land a left hook as he's coming up or into that crouch that he does. It's it's not a tick because he's rolling in and out of punches, but if if Tony Bellew can time him with that left hook, his plan, I would think, would be to do enough damage to, um, to catch him, certainly put him on the back foot, and then probably unload the, as they say in the UK, the kitchen sink. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> What Tony won't want to do is leave this fight feeling he could have done more. He won't want to box so strategically um, and feel that he's left something in the tank, that he's not grasped the opportunity. The, the, the sense that this is very much the last fight of Tony Bellew's career, the character of the man, the way that he's conducted himself in, in all the fights of his career, with perhaps the exception of the Stevenson loss, in which he was so weight-drained he didn't have a lot to, to offer but he will want to give everything. So if he, if there is a chance and he times him with a left hook and he can just see a moment's hesitation in Usyk, I think you will see Bellew land everything he has, every, everything. Without getting into Rocky quotes, I think he, he will, you know, um, he will he will try to put everything he's got on him, whatever he has left at that point, or whatever, whenever that might occur in the fight. Um, so that, that, that chance is a very slim one, but it does exist. And it's why we love the sport. As we were joking with Brian Campbell earlier on Big Fight Weekend, boxing is different. Uh, you know, I gave the analogies about American football in a five-touchdown situation. Uh, in, in football, the rest of the world, or soccer, there is such a thing as a four-goal goal. It's called one punch in boxing that can change everything. And, uh, and we'll see if that punch uh, does land here in this one. You know, you mentioned that you think that Bellew is at the end here. Let's say Usyk is successful, like most believe that he will be. Is the future that he continues to defend at this division, or is the natural promotion going to be go up to heavyweight and try to score the big fight somewhere uh, with one of the heavyweight champions somehow, some way? Look into the crystal ball for me, David Payne, for Usyk. If he wins, if he's successful, what do you think's next in the next 18 months, couple years? Well, the, the obvious the obvious answer is that he moves to heavyweight because um, he will have, to all intents and purposes, defeated everybody of note in the cruiserweight division. That the, the, there can be no argument. There is no there is no stone left unturned. Whether the second season of the cruiserweight world boxing series can throw up a new contender 
to perhaps put forward as someone that could beat him, whether that's uh, Breedis um, returning through that format or one of the other contenders. Um, but that's going to be a year away. So one can only anticipate that he's going to move to heavyweight. Whether it's straight into title class is another question. He doesn't. He's certainly not afraid of a challenge. Um, uh, but you would one would anticipate he would probably go for someone closer to his own size than trying to leap in with a 250-pound heavyweight champion. That said, I was only um, I ran a poll on Twitter uh, a week or so ago, just surmising that both Wilder and and Usyk won. And what you have to say is. Over the last 20 or 30 years, whenever we've considered a cruiserweight moving up to heavyweight, there's always been the fact that they are so much smaller than the crop of champions that have been around for the last 20 years or so. The Klitschko's, the, you know, the Lennox Lewis's, that, that kind of size of guy. And whilst Wilder is very tall, he's not, he's, he doesn't have that uh, weight, that advantage over Usyk that some of the other guys would have. And I could see that that, and given his technical inadequacies that uh, Wilder also has, I could see Usyk quite fancying that fight as something that could be could be winnable for him. But whether the commercial side of it can be put together to make that a viable prospect in America, can Usyk be built up to be someone that people know in America and has seen as a, a viable challenge? I, I don't know. It's been done before with Eastern fight, Eastern European fighters, but whether they would need to tread water and beat a couple of contenders first, that, that might be the more logical traditional route. But Usyk doesn't seem to want to go traditional and doesn't seem to want to take his time. He seems to want to get on with things, TJ, which is refreshing for all of us. Yes, you and I have joked about that, I think, on and off the Big Fight Weekend podcast, David Payne, that I like fighters that are active and not have to just fight once, you know, maybe twice total in a, in a given year. And if Usyk can be that guy, maybe maybe it's a little more beyond. I mean, there's there's no doubt the American phrase I love joking back and forth with you is follow the money. Where is the money? The money is in the heavyweight division, right? I mean, that's the underlying thing of what you're saying is Usyk's big money fights may be a step up in weight. And that's what you got to look for. Yeah, that that I've got. Yes, absolutely. the The problem that we've got, of course, is we've got um, Joshua Wilder and then Fury manoeuvring in in endless contractual uh, exchanges that all of us are bored to tears with. Really, um, we've got the Fury Wilder fight until that's completed, and we know an outcome. It's hard to know what their next step will be. If it's close likelihood is there'll be a rematch of some description probably in April May sort of time Joshua is probably going to fight Dillian White at Wembley in April so then you're into late summer so Usyk's going to want to fight in the spring on the assumption he comes through the Bellevue fight in good physical health and without any cuts or injuries etc one would think he'll be wanting to fight in April too um so he will may well have to wait until further down the line, but he certainly likes to stay occupied. This is his third uh, title fight at high class this year, um, and his fourth in about 13 months, 14 months. So that's the kind of activity level that we don't see very much from 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 this elevated level of fighter. And 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 I wish we could see more of it, but then it's not me taking the punches. That, that's true, nor I. And it is Big Fight Weekend. Great to have you with us. Great to have David Payne with us from the UK. Again, I want you to promote. You can follow him at The Boxing Writer on Twitter. Where else can we read what you've been talking about here in the build-up for Usyk and Bellew here in this uh, World Cruiserweight title fight? Promote away, sir. Where else can we read you and find you? 
Thank you, TJ. Well, uh, as I mentioned, I'm doing a betting preview for gambling.com, and that'll drop uh, tomorrow, uh, uh, probably lunchtime, uh, in GMT, British time. Uh, but otherwise, my work most commonly found on boxingwriter.co.uk. Yeah, so check out that website again, boxingwriter.co.uk. Love uh, love the insight here, as I do with most of the guests, and I did with you before. Do I get a prediction here on who wins and how quickly? Um, I, I, I will tell you that in watching some of these guys' previous fights, Usyk in particular, especially recently, tends to be a little more careful at the beginning. That may not mean anything for Saturday night in Manchester. It may be bombs away. But what is your thought on how long and how it's decided here, Usyk and Bellew? I'm kind of swimming around a few different theories. Um, I think you uh, certainly. Um, I think Usyk will win. Uh, I think to bet against Usyk is a is ambitious. Um, uh, I'm always loathed to suggest someone as proud as as Tony and as determined as Tony is, and as gutsy as I know he will be on Saturday night. Um, I can't help thinking that the fact that there's a finishing line in sight for his career and the fact that he's already been past it once or thought he'd gone past the finish line once. I can't help thinking that at some point this is going to become a fight. He's going to try and give everything to try and find a knockout and don't think he'll get the stoppage. And then I think Usyk will get on top with his combination punching um, with his, his greater output. And I think a very proud Tony Bellew will be stopped on his feet somewhere in the middle round. All right. That's specific enough. Specific enough. Interesting prediction. And obviously you're going to read more about what David thinks on the ins and the outs of this fight uh, there at gambling.com. But he's done he's done a great job with us again here on Big Fight Weekend. Uh, do me this favor as well. If we do get fireworks, bombs away, an exciting fight, I'd love to catch up with you on our post-fight show uh, and, and talk with you about that after it's done. So I hope I hope we don't get a snoozer. We don't get a boring one. I hope we get an exciting one with a lot of action. I know you hope that too. A lot of fight fans in the UK hope that. And again, for the American fight fans that are listening to us, the draw here, is, as David said, big guys throwing big punches, not just warships that can't move. They can move around a little bit. Let's see if this World Cruiserweight title fight lives up to it. David Payne, a treat. Thank you again. Good luck with all of your endeavors. We'll, uh, we'll be reading. We'll be watching this fight. Let's see what happens with Usyk and Bellew, sir. We'll speak after the fight. I look forward to it. Indeed. What will happen for this showdown for the World Cruiserweight Championship coming Saturday night again, U.S. time, somewhere around 5 p.m. Eastern time is when this one will come off around 10 p.m. in the U.K. They'll be fighting in Manchester, England. Alexander Usyk defending the World Cruiserweight Championship, unbeaten Ukrainian. Does Tony Bellew at 31 years of age have the big punch in him? Can he pull the shocker, the upset? He's going to be a significant underdog in this one against Usyk. Uh, Will it be a knockout? Will it be early? We're about to find out. My thanks to Brian Campbell again. Check out the guys on DAZN uh, for their streaming service and their live coverage of the fight online. Uh, Sign up for their app, and they've still got the offer right now where you can uh, watch these fights early on here at no charge in a 30-day trial 
Take advantage of that as Brian will be on the call uh, with Dave Bontempo for this showdown for the World Cruiserweight Championship coming Saturday afternoon, 1 Eastern time. The fight card begins. Main event, again, will begin somewhere around 5 Eastern time to give or take on how long the undercard fights take, etc. Again, they want it later in the evening in London and in Europe, but not too late with the Ukrainian world champion, the unbeaten world champion going against the Brit, the Englishman, Tony Bellew in this matchup. Thanks also to David Payne. Make sure to visit him at boxingwriter.co.uk for his website. Also his work on gambling.com for this Usyk Bellew fight. He's got kind of the wagering angle to this fight as well. Love his insight from over in England as he joined us as well on this edition. That'll do it for us. I'm TJ Reeves. Enjoy the Usyk Bellew fight. We'll come back and recap it after it is over with as part of Big Fight Weekend and the Recap Show. Our thanks to our sponsor, Touch Vodka, as well. Uh, Again, check them out via fatdogspirits.com or touchvodka.com to find out more about that great brand of product. If you you love uh, the the different flavors, the different types of vodka, go check them out. uh, Touchvodka.com, proud sponsors as part of Big Fight Weekend and our coverage. Usyk and Bellew, ready to rumble, ready to battle, ready to throw big punches, we believe. World Cruiserweight title coming Saturday. Defense for Usyk. Can Bellew pull the upset? We will find out. Can't wait for that, and we'll be back to recap it when it's all over with as part of Big Fight Weekend. This is a Landry football with Chris Landry. Quick fix on Radio Influence. What was the story behind the facts that the Titans did not want to draft Finch Young but did anyway? What caused the decision? Very simply, the Titans, meaning Jeff Fisher and Floyd Reese, the head coach and general manager, did not want to draft Finch Young. They were aware of his immaturity. They were aware of that, that he was not a guy that was going to be a great worker, that he was not someone that was highly intelligent, nor was he a great worker. Uh, he wasn't Jamarcus Russell bad but he wasn't good and he wasn't going to be that type of a leader that you needed at the NFL level because at the NFL level, you can't make a play with your feet and your athleticism and get by with it. They didn't want to take him. The owner, Bud Adams, wanted to take him. And sitting there in Houston uh, with Vince Young right there and the Houston Texans, there were rumors that maybe they would like him. And no, that was Bud overruling his head coach and general manager, taking Vince Young, and it was that didn't work. Chris Landry brings you Landry football every week on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.